Hi, I'm Joe Shelton. I'm a singer, songwriter, and music producer, as well as a software engineer, and most of all, a father with a daughter who recently moved to Scotland. And I'm Bailey, a magazine editor, graphic designer, and illustrator. This podcast is our weekly catch-up. We wanted to share it with you and let you be a part of our family rabble. Hello, hello. That's not it. That's not it. That's not the intro. <laughs> That's not the intro. It's not the intro. Um, hello, hello, sure? faithful listener. It sounded like the intro. No. You're going to have to edit it. Stop recording. Start it over again. <laughs> that won't help. Yes, it will. It'll just pick up wherever it left off. That's stupid. Okay. It's not. It doesn't throw it out. You have well, to we'll have to throw this one into Premiere because... I, I, I don't use Premiere, so I won't be doing that either. <laughs> throw it into an editing software. Cut off the first few minutes. It's going to have to happen. I'm sorry. I see. No, we, we mostly edit the show with Logic Pro. Okay, well, you should throw it into Logic Pro. Anyway. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Okay. Hello, hello, faithful listener. You're listening to Family Rabble. It's the show where uh, a cur- two crazy kids, one who's the father of the other, <laughs> have a little dialogue each week. I see. I'm Bailey Shelton. I'm, I'm said daughter. That's all you are as a daughter. Well, well, you know. Well, I was I was trying to keep it tight. Um, You're tightening it up. <laughs> I'm tightening it up. <laughs> I'm a daughter. I'm a graphic designer. Uh, I live in Scotland, um, but I'm originally from Indiana. I also do writing every week. On what's that address again, Dad? BaileyShelton.substack.com. Yes, BaileyShelton.substack.com. Wow. If you'd I, like to read what I have to say. I even read um, what she had to say this week for sure. And uh, and that's my dad over there. And my name is Joe Shelton. I'm a music producer and a singer-songwriter from Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, you originally from Muncie, Indiana. Well, yes, but it's been a long time since I lived in Muncie, Indiana. That's true. At least 20 I mean, years. No, longer, way that. longer. It's, it's been, been 30 uh, years, 30, 30 years, years since yeah. I lived in Muncie. Yeah. And then you moved to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, yep. Nashville. Yep. Nashville. Uh, and then you moved back up to Indy. Well, Anderson, you moved to Anderson. I mean, Indy. I've been yeah. in the Indy or suburban area of Indianapolis for a yeah. really long time. You know, when I went to Ball State at first, people would ask me a lot like, oh, where are you from? And uh, the thing is, Ball State is a small enough place and everybody is pretty much from Indiana. So when people ask you that question, you got to get specific. So I'd be like, well, I, I'm from Greenfield, but my mom lives in Pendleton and my dad lives in New Pal. Um, so in a way, I just kind of live on the I- I-70, I-69 corridor. Uh, that's where I live. Just anywhere along that interstate. That's where and I'm from. And you were born in Muncie. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Oh, about a half mile that way. (laughs) I came into this earth about a half mile from the Ball State campus. Yeah, and for my 20th birthday, we we actually, we drove into the parking lot of Ball Memorial, Uh and I pointed up at the sign, and I was like, that's where I was born. (laughs) Impressive. 20 years ago today. 
Well, it's been more than 20 years ago now. No, now it's been 25 and a half years. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually three quarters almost, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I was already being more specific than I needed to be. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess so. Anyway, that was a lengthy introduction for something we were keeping tight. Well, you you started making fun of me keeping it tight. So <laughs> the tightness didn't happen there, did it? So I loosened it right up. It was <laughs> it was too loose. You're welcome. I mean, it's too tight, so we had to loosen her up. Yeah, yeah, we were getting pinched. Uh, so uh, the exciting thing this week is that you're traveling to India, to to America. Right. To That's go exciting. To, yeah. We got well, I mean, I'm wedding. excited for a wedding with an open bar, but I mean, I'm sure you're excited to see me because I mean, who wouldn't be? I'm excited to see you and everyone else. Um, right. And to see Shara and Sean get married finally. Um, as, and I, I, I know that Sean's parents are definitely excited for the finally part of that <laughs> as well. So I like that uh, pretty much. Two and a half years after they started dating, they just heard the question, when are you getting married? About a million times and then at they just every single holiday function for, or family I, function. Yep. Yeah, it's been like years of that. We're, you know, I think we're I'm, I'm sure they're excited for people to stop asking. Yeah. Well, now they can just say, you know, this weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so they're, they're all ready to go. By the time we, of course, broadcast this one, they will have been married. Good uh, for them. For, so for congratulations, Sharon and Sean. It, it was a lovely wedding. We, we had so much fun. <laughs> well, you'll hear a recap of that in a couple of weeks, you know, in, a, in the next episode. Because I'm certain that we're not recording next week. God, no, we're not recording next week. I'll be on an airplane. <laughs> so, you know. I um I am excited about just going up to Michigan City and having a good time. It'll be fun up there. Do you know what time of day you're going to be in Michigan City by the way? Probably fairly fairly early. Um you know, we'll we'll have to we'll have to work that out. I'll I'll uh, I'll text you a time after I talk to Sarah about it. Yeah, cuz I know we had yeah. talked about it cuz I'm taking the South Shore line. You know what? The South Shore line has some cool posters and they've been in our house. Like, I know. See, years. when I was like, "Ooh, I'll take the train over." I was like, "It's like the poster, but in real life." <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm taking the South Shore line, baby. The, the the ads finally got to you from the posters. There, there has never been a reason for me to take the South Shore line. Until because it is not the most direct way to Chicago, but now, oh boy, my time has come. It's an incredibly straight uh, way from Chicago to Michigan City, though. Yeah, I mean that's it's what it was made a, for. The most direct route, yeah. Pretty much why it's called the South Shore Line. There. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Have you ever been on the South Shore Line? No. Well, I'm about to be. There are a lot of trains I haven't been on, Bailey. <laughs> I'm not fact, asking you to list every train you've not taken. You know, um, I, 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 I am going to say that while I lived in a city of trains, um, I have not ridden very many. I mean, 
as a kid, I hopped on a few because there were always trains rolling through town and we would like hop on them and take them to downtown and then hop off because <laughs> they would roll through downtown at about five miles an hour, just like they would out by our house. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could kind of jog up there and hop onto an open boxcar. But these days they keep all the boxcars closed. Um, also, we didn't know how dangerous that was, probably because we were stupid kids. You know. I was going to say, that is not a safe way to get downtown. No, um, but it was, it was, you know, an easy way to get downtown. And it didn't take long because, yeah. you know, I mean, even though it was going at five miles an hour, um, you know, that was a lot quicker than walking for us and less tiring. Yep. <laughs> you know, it would go to t- five, 10, 15 miles an hour. But when it got downtown with all the crossings and stuff, it would stop in a couple places too. So you could really hop off easily when it stopped. Yeah. And get back on really later. Yeah. If you caught the right one, it would go to, um, you know, depending on where it was going, some of them would split off and go over to Warner Gear and stop because <laughs> that was where they were, um, you know, the parts and things were getting loaded onto the trains. So, so um, I was thinking about that. Stay away from the train yard people because. They get upset. They didn't really want you on the trains. So I was thinking about your city of trains because I've been re-listening to the album, and um, it's weird to me that, like, technically, I would say there are more trains in Glasgow. Like Glasgow is closer to being like a like a passenger city of trains than Muncie is. But the thing with Muncie is that the trains obstruct transport, whereas, like, in Glasgow, they make them easier. Like, I can get a train pretty much every 15 15 minutes to a half hour from about the stop by my house to the center of downtown, and it takes about 10 minutes to get there, and it costs about $1.50. But in Muncie, it's like you get caught behind a train at the wrong time. It could hold you up for maybe 30 minutes. First off, there are no passenger trains. They're all freight trains. Yeah. So, and um, there are about 10% of what they were when I was a kid. A lot of the train tracks are closed and gone. Um, Yeah. I mean, you probably can see where some of them were. Some of the bigger lines that closed, definitely you can. Because, like, there's the Cardinal Greenway in Muncie, right. which is, that was one of the main train lines through town. Well, so, and, like, there is still a train route that goes from, like, Muncie to Indianapolis. And it is well, used and over for freight, Columbus. primarily. Yeah, it's all freight. But it, but it used to be that it was a passenger line, like an inner city train that would run well, all the way there was even more than that. In the Terrible. 20s and 30s, yeah, in the 20s and 30s, there was something called the Interurban Railway. Yeah, and um, it 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 was actually a a passenger train line all around Indiana, and it was electric. It wasn't even um, diesel fuel trains; it was all electric fuel. Hey, uh, uh, Indiana, that's a service I would have appreciated as a teenager. Yeah, going to throw that out there. I would have one hundred percent. I'm going to let you know right now the difference maker of living at home and commuting to college would have been like if someone was like yeah you can get to muncie on the inner urban 
the electric train in about 30 minutes. I'd be like, uh, it was longer well, than that. Fuck that living fast. in Muncie. I'd be like, oh no, I have to live with my parents for free and take the train in every morning. Yeah, when well, will I? Oh, okay, wait, so I can do my homework. Like, I, I know you're thinking about like modern trains. These trains did not go fast. Yes, be- but I, uh, I'm mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Dad, is if I personally, if they had kept the electric train route. And made, it, and made it modern to where and, and updated it at a timely fashion it would have been a modern train in 2016 when i started college and it would have taken about 30 minutes to get there so you know why they don't exist right isn't there there well there's a there is an anti like commuter rail not legislation really. in indiana well, at least in marion county there is not really the, there the, is. That's why. That's why they've they've only like, you know, there's like an IUPUI tram that like is pretty much out of service, and it's because like there is a legislation that keeps passenger rail from really existing apart from like Amtrak in uh, Indianapolis. It, 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 it isn't really about legislation. It's about regulation and lack of use. So. You keep arguing that nobody would use it. I'm guaranteeing you there is a young population that would. It just loses money. That's why. It it totally If they could make money, they would use it. They would do it (laughs) in a minute. (laughs) You say Um, this, and I I guarantee you the only thing, like, here's the thing. You say, like, oh, it would lose the money. It would lose the money because now they have to 100% do the upstart of it. Whereas if they had just maintained it, like, yeah, at a certain point they were like, well, cars well, are way, way, way um, like subsidized and, and cheaper for us to like embrace and develop because we are a automotive industry hub. Like Indiana uh, was a manufacturer of automotives. But that and then wasn't that the, crashed that wasn't and now it's issue. not a big deal. That wasn't but, the issue. The issue is that it wasn't making money and it went out of business. Mm-hmm. It, I I understand that, but okay. what I'm saying is it's not because nobody ever was going to ever ride a train again or saw the benefit of trains. It was because there was an automotive boom where getting a car was very cheap and very easy and getting insured mm-hmm. was very cheap and very easy. And mm-hmm. right now, cars are not cheap or easy to obtain. <laughs> so there are a lot of people who would ride a rail system if it had stick stuck around, then why don't and the they only ride reason the bus there's system? not one is because you have to do the infrastructure for that. And it then costs why, a lot of money to do infrastructure right now because Indianapolis is an aging city and every infrastructure project includes a lot of tack on things that the city doesn't want to pay for, like sewage drainage. So why doesn't why doesn't the bus line have a profitability? The bus for- line also has to has that problem. The bus line is trying to add lines that would actually add benefit and they are being tacked on to city infrastructure costs. When they did the red line, they had to deal with that too. There was additional costs based on the fact that they had to help the city pay for drainage lines. And that's why they're having problems doing the Washington line right now is because Indianapolis has a sewage drainage problem along Washington Street and the bus is having an argument with the city because the city's like, if you want to add another bus route along Washington Street, then you have to cover the cost 
of redoing the sewage drainage that we've had a problem with for the past 10, 15 years. But they also have the problem of the fact that they're losing money every year. <laughs> they, so they don't have money to put what in. What I'm here. telling you, what I'm telling you is that there are, the problem is not in general, people don't use buses. The problem is that the lines are not ergonomically designed in a way that helps people get from where they need to go to where they need, where like from point A to point B. And part of the problem with that design is not, oh, we just don't know where people need to go or which people would pay for a bus route. It's that there is a certain amount of cost associated with properly designing certain routes. I mean, the problem really is that the bus can't go to everyone's house. So the car no. is more convenient. You say this, but I literally live in a city where that is the not the case. Then, <laughs> like, then they can charge and get people on them. If they if they raise the rates that to a point where they could actually make money off of them without government subsidies, people wouldn't ride them because they would just buy a car. You are trying... <laughs> To convince me of something uh, that something cannot and will not work, even oh, though I currently live work. in a place people, where it does. Well, you know, it does work because there are government subsidies pay paying for the trains in the UK. And I, what I'm telling mm -hmm. you is that there are government subsidies paying for automotives in the US. No, there aren't. Yes, there are. No, there the aren't. automotive industry had a lot of government subsidies that built the infrastructure that it, like Indiana has today. Uh, there's a lot of government subsidy for roads, but not for the cars. Mm -hmm. Roads are what make cars possible. Roads are what make our country possible. No, roads are <laughs> yes. what make cars feasible as a mode of transport at the scale that they are. Yeah, you have to understand that there is widespread popularity and and push to pay for roads. There is not widespread because, push for train tracks. Because mm -hmm. cars were widely accessible until recently. They to still the point are. where everyone drives. Everyone still does. And every, nobody knows how to function in a system without cars. The, uh, the yeah, entire Indian <laughs> in, state of Indiana is built to the point where you cannot get around without a car. Okay, and well, it's I not mean, that true, people that's would the way prefer people cars. It. It's that it has been systematically built so that you cannot use another form of transportation. There is no other option for you. It's not like you can just walk. Sure it's can. not like oh, people are so lazy they don't want to walk to where they need to get to. It's not oh, well, people would just prefer to not walk to a bus stop or a train stop. It's because there literally are no places for that to happen. There There's no stops. infrastructure for us to add those in. It would be millions of upon millions of taxpayer dollars to even try it out. Well, the bus stops. So it's not an argument of, of whether or not cars are just pref the preferred method. It's every other method has already been weeded out to the point where it can't happen anymore unless there's a large push for it, which is why it's like, okay, well, there are a lot fewer people who have cars right now because cars are very oh, yeah. expensive. There's more people who have cars than ever before. That is not true. Mm -hmm. Young yeah. people in inner city locations can't afford a car. There may be some of those. That runs well. Like the amount of friends cars. I have who are like, well, I need to figure out a other way to get to work right now because I can't afford to have a car that will run consistently. I mean, that's the way it always is with young people. That isn't new. 
No, it's not always the case. Cars are more expensive and hard to get than ever. Cars are more expensive, not hard to get. There's plenty of them. Sure. <laughs> and there are cheap cars as well, just like there were when I was dead broke in this. Yeah, but the cheap car is not $1,000 anymore. It's $10,000. Not true. There are thousand dollar cars. Dude, a few summers ago, you don't know how it was. It was like literally you can't find a car that'll stay on the market that's less than five grand at all. <sighs> Gone in an instant or it's literally it doesn't have an engine block. Like You, you do understand that like it, all of that has changed in the year that you've been gone, right? <laughs> sure. No, I'm serious. Okay. Prices are stabilizing. Everything's getting back to normal. Okay, well, um, currently I'm not living in Indiana and searching for a car, but what I can tell you is that like it it sucked living in Indy and having to drive everywhere. Okay. And you've had this argument for years where you say, "Oh, well buses aren't 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 logical or like oh, trains are profitable. a stupid way of getting around." Like like you've always stupid. thought that. I don't think they're stupid at all. That's you do not, think they're stupid. I do not. That's not what that's not at all. I just don't think they're profitable and they aren't so okay. like that's why they don't that's why they don't fly here not because of anything else you I think mean, they're not proper profitable period which is just silly it's like not enough people use them to make them profitable at, at the rates that they would have to charge to get that many people to use them and it just doesn't make economic sense now it doesn't make economic sense it could make economic sense if the government decides to pay for the trains to be there and, yeah, and, but they don't want to do that because of, our of the automotive industry being a central pillar of no, like... They, they don't want to do that because people don't support it enough to make it happen. Mm -hmm. there, there, is not, there aren't enough people supporting that and, and calling for it and electing people to do that. That's why it doesn't work. It, the only way it can work is if everybody puts tax dollars together to do it and people don't want it that badly. People actually want cars. Okay, but what I'm saying is that the American population has no concept of a rail system. So it's not because they like cars are so, like objectively better or easier to use to get around. It's yeah, they people are. Don't, They're no, easier and better to get around with by far. <laughs> I will argue about that about that one. But that is not why people do not know how to use a train system. So there are people who would prefer a train system to using a car to get everywhere. I'm not saying there aren't people who wouldn't mind who wouldn't use a train system. But and what I'm saying if you is say that, that the train is more convenient than a car, it's just not true. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the, the your argument is that there are not enough people who support trains. And what I am God. saying in response to that is that is not a that is not a testament to whether or not people in general would would prefer trains all the time for every feature or every reason okay it's it's that nobody in america uses trains on a daily basis to the point where they would really be able to intellectualize this is what a train system would mean this is how i would integrate it into my daily life this I mean, is how it would function the, like, and then judge it against having a car and using a car. They do, for a car, they do, do that in places where it makes sense. So like in, in Chicago and in uh, New York and in Boston and places, they have trains that uh, make sense because there's so much population density 
that there's not that it's not more convenient to use a car because there's too much traffic and there's no place to park. Okay, so, so I'll give you I'll give you an. Then a, trains a, make sense, but in Indianapolis they make zero sense. Okay, so let <laughs> me give you two to three separate examples of times that I would have loved to be able to just hop on a train and not be encumbered by traffic. Okay, one every single time I biked to Mass Avenue to go to the gym, which was a daily routine of mine, I would hop on my bicycle and bike to the gym on Mass Avenue from the near north side because getting in my car and driving there and then parking and then walking to the gym was not easier than actually physically pedaling myself there. And you were but going there to work if out there anyway. was a subway line or a bus route or a train station near me that every 15 minutes came and like took me one stop down to Mass Ave, I would 100% do that rather than riding a bike to the gym. Well, there was a, a bus route. You just had to walk over to Meridian Street and catch the red line to downtown and then walk over to Mass Ave. That would add mm -hmm. four blocks because there are not enough bus routes in Indianapolis to actually take you to the place that you're going because it would require much more support infrastructurally in order to do that however if there were a subway line it wouldn't need that because it would be built into the infrastructure and it would be unencumbered well there now, it would still be four blocks walk because there's no way it that is you not four walk and blocks walk there isn't that many train lines the, the train lines aren't every four blocks <laughs> they are, just you, aren't. are you listening to the things i'm saying I've been in Chicago. The train lines are not every four blocks. What I'm saying it's is the red line goes them. down Meridian right, and is that is on there. one end of Mass Avenue. The uh -huh. gym I would bike to is on the other end of Mass Avenue. And I guarantee you, if you were to build a subway line into Indianapolis, it would go all the way up Mass Avenue. Well, the bus line runs all the way from Carmel to Greenwood. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. I understand. <laughs> I understand that, okay? But do you know what Carmel and Greenwood are? They're high high income areas. They're on the opposite ends of the town, so you got to go I, all the way through town to get there and there's I understand, and I'm not saying I wouldn't use the red line ever, okay? okay? Here's another example. Here's my number 2 example. Have you ever tried to drive down through downtown during a Pacers game? Millions of times. Is it fun mm -hmm. for you? It's no big deal. I, I would argue that it's some of the most frustrated in times I've ever been. For example, on a Halloween night two years ago, I was dressed up as Miss Piggy, and I was stuck in traffic beside Farmer, Farm Bureau Insurance for upwards of an hour while I waited for traffic to clear because of the game going on. I was very late to the party. You must have I gotten there where to. the game was out, getting out. I looked as mad as Miss Piggy is most so, of the time. Question, why were you stuck there? Because you couldn't always get around and go the opposite direction. <laughs> you see, I tried. I tried to use my sneaky little other route around, uh -huh. and it was blocked off because Did of Did you catch a day where the Colts and the Pacers both were letting out? Yes. Uh, so it was a day uh, when the Colts and the Pacers were both playing the game. It was also you're, the weekend you're talking of Halloween. About, you're talking about like one day every fall or two. No, I'm saying that what I'm <laughs> okay. saying is it's one thing to be a local who you know drives it, 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 everywhere it, it, all the time and knows all the back roads. 
but it's a whole other beast to be like new to the city or to not oh, drive that often and be confused about the routes and then you get stuck I mean, in downtown uh, traffic. The bus was also stuck and so would have been all the trains. If I'm not arguing for a bus. I'm <laughs> arguing for a train or a subway. The train wouldn't have made any difference either. Because if train they, would 100% make no, a difference because there are separate routes that are not encumbered by roads. Bailey, there are 130,000 extra people downtown when there's a cult. And none of them are coming on. in <laughs> from Indianapolis. All of them are coming right. in from out of town. So Correct. they're not going to be on the local subway route. Uh, yeah, if, the, if there was me? a subway that ran like that, then a lot of those people would have taken one. And it would have sure, been jam-packed. for like two stops, and it would have been jam-packed, and then they would have been uh, gone, a, a, and I would have still been there is, faster. I bet you on the Memorial Day weekend on the Sunday that you can't take a bus anywhere in Indy because they all run to the track. In fact, they add about 50 extra bus routes for race day, and the, and the buses are absolutely jam-packed, and you can't even get on one when you leave the track because there's a half million people going to the race and getting out of it and going back to hotels and stuff all over the city and they're so riding buses you were saying like mm -hmm. oh i wouldn't take a train to a downtown location or even through downtown during a major sporting event however i took a I subway to event. Uh, again i took it i used to live in st louis they only have two subway routes they only have true two inner city train routes okay i used uh -huh. that on a regular basis to get downtown including on july 4th when everybody and their mother was heading down to Saint, the center of St. Louis for the fireworks display. And I've done it a million times over. You know why? Because if you tried to find parking that day, you would have been parking for half of the evening. You probably would have had a rough, a rough time every time the Cardinals played baseball. Yeah. yeah because they let exactly. out and, the, and 65,000 people would have left Bush Stadium. Exactly. And you, and, with and you know what? <laughs> the subway is still a better option than driving. I mean, 100%. You know, it doesn't matter how many people you are. Traffic. You're just not in traffic. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and my, my third and final example is literally any time I have to, get to on the park bus in, in Fountain Square. Literally any time I have to park in Fountain Square on a Saturday, Friday, Thursday, oh, I would I, rather just take a bus or a train into Fountain Square. This is Everything. definitely a thing that I was uh, wondering about myself is why uh, all of the entertainment sections of town have zero parking. I, I would argue that I mean, why do why? the central entertainment sections we, we, of town we, have nowhere to go if you're drunk and need to leave your car for the night? Or you just need to get uh, home. You, there's Uber, Bailey. Like, you can you have to pay Uber. $70 for an Uber to get uh, back from still bars. That. I mean, you can catch a cab or an Uber always mm -hmm. but a train is like a dollar fifty uh, no $1. it's 50. not so it a train is, bailey a train is a dollar fifty because the taxes to pay for the train are much more than that the train sure. is probably about seventy dollars per person to ride okay no. but There's it's being paid no. for by a government entity see it, i would say being paid for probably by on some routes yeah but a regular commuter train no yeah Regular commuter train that goes to a downtown area where people are using it to get to and from bars? Absolutely not. Uh, I'm just, the, it's very much more than what they're charging. And the buses are the same way. And that's, no. the, the problem is that even with the subsidies from the government, the bus line's losing several million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Sure. In Indianapolis, it is because there are very few bus routes. So having a season a bus pass or a several day bus pass 
seasonal bus pass zone bus pass it's just not it it doesn't make sense monetarily to do that as opposed but to it, buying a single as bus. you add routes it costs more money and so that it makes... does but then it it makes it more <laughs> worth it for riders well so they'll get more use the more routes they are so it's like it's value added okay so yeah having more bus routes costs more money but it doesn't cost exponentially more than it would add value to people purchasing items right so it's like more people would buy bus passes and it would be the case of more people would buy bus passes and then those people aren't necessarily using up their bus passes to their full advantage right but nobody's going to buy a bus pass in indianapolis right now to get the red line whenever they want you know well there's more than the red line but they um yes in fact all the other bus lines were more efficient before the red line showed up but um, well, they eliminated a lot of local lines as I, well when the red line the, went in. The buses were better before the red line is what I believe. Um, also, the traffic was better before the red line because it takes up a lot of traffic lanes. Instead of well, making the road wider, they took away... they put a new lane in away... the middle. And no, they didn't. The ones... They took away traffic lanes to make it happen. I understand. Mm -hmm. They sectioned off a middle lane is what I'm saying. I, I understand, but now there's less traffic lanes, so there's more traffic jams because of the red line. And there's nothing in the lane where the bus goes because there's hardly ever a bus running through there. Mm -hmm. So you get to drive down through the street with an empty lane in the middle while you're in a traffic jam and you can't use that lane. It's, it's weird. If you're going to put in a bus lane, you need to like actually put in a bus lane. Not you know, I would 100% love it if this was not, you are so anti-public transportation. I'm not. That it's like, I literally can't have a criticism on public transportation when we have this conversation because you're so anti-public transportation that me having any, any, oh, well, this doesn't really work out as well, well as I wanted it to, is you immediately being like, well, just get a fucking car, you idiot. I didn't say that either. Yeah, and, I um, know and, because and, I haven't and, said I mean, a criticism. And I'm not anti-public transportation. You I'm are. Totally, you totally are. are you totally not. I think You're public like, well, there's no reason to have that. Cars are just objectively better. Everybody should just have a car. I, I didn't say any of that. I said cars are objectively better. If yes, people so want to have public that. transportation, they're going to have to support it. And people don't support it. That's uh, it's just that it's just, just that simple. Rich pe people who can afford a car do not use public transportation. Okay, <laughs> so that's the affordability. Problem, that's not true. Okay? People who yeah. can afford a car use public transportation in big cities where there's po population density all the time. We just don't have that. Yes, I agree. You know why? Because my neighbors have a car, and they use the trains all the time because it can get to downtown in ten minutes. Because you're in a dense populated area. Mm hmm. And well, the government paid for I'm trains that are cheap. The suburbs of that densely populated area, but yeah. And and the government paid for the trains, and they're cheap to run because of well, it. It's a nationally supported rail line, so yes. The go uh, it, it, it's yes. not the government paid for the trains. The government is the trains. They are profiting off of the trains just as much as they paid for it. They aren't profiting off the trains. They're collecting tax dollars to pay for the trains. They are both collecting tax dollars. And then also, it's a two-way system. So they get money from tax dollars, and they say, oh, we're using that to support the trains. And then they charge you to ride the trains. I, I understand that they charge you to ride the trains. And what I'm saying is all of that just keeps it even. 
because it's expensive infrastructure. Okay. So here's the thing. You know what's expensive infrastructure is rebuilding this roads every single spring. I mean, yes. So it's the same amount. Roads are government subsidized. Roads just are like paid for by taxes. Are government subsidized. Raids, roads are paid for by taxes, just like trains are. And yes. here, people are much more willing to pay for roads than trains. That's people aren't all. willing to pay for roads. They get upset about it, and then they are. No, they don't. Here. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you no. want to you want to tell me nobody gets upset about paying for roads when the state of Indiana had a bidding war and then a fail, uh, then a collapse of a construction winner on the 65 South line, Bailey, the interstate project. That people was have a no problem with disaster. paying for roads. They have problems with people stealing money. They don't have any problem yeah. with people paying for roads. It, 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 in fact, one of the most popular things that tax dollars go to are roads. It is mm -hmm. the easiest thing to pass in any legislature in America <laughs> yeah, is a which road is why bill. People steal money for it a lot. In fact, I roads don't cost as much as they cost taxpayers because there's like a bidding war with the construction worker, like construction companies. And then it ends up going to somebody who is kind of like a shady person to do it anyway. And then that project fails. And then three years later, they sell the same contract for twice as much. And it turns out to be the cousin nephew of the governor three times removed or something. I mean, you know, that's a very cynical way to look at everything. Uh, there are construction companies that are above board. And the problem is that we have a system that goes to the lowest bidder. And the lowest bidder is often a shady outfit. Because they're bidding a price they can't possibly do in order to get the contract. Yes. And and so the problem is that we need to adjust the way that we take bids, not the <laughs> not the um you know fact that private companies do a lot of the construction work. So it's weird to me to separate uh, so hear me out. It's like roads are easy to get people to cover with taxes, but mm -hmm. really that subsect is transportation and infrastructure. Okay. So it's like when we say like, Oh, people aren't willing to pay for trains, but they're willing to pay for roads. It's like, it's really, people are willing to pay for transportation that they need. Right. So it's like, yeah, here, here in the UK, people pay for trains and they want to use trains because trains are more accessible and the infrastructure was built a really long time ago, which is basically how roads are in the U S it's like, you would have I to don't think that the trains infrastructure in the UK build it in order to get the infrastructure that you would the, need in order the, for it to be sustainable. So here's the thing, the, the train infrastructure in the UK has built a lot more recently because they, they rebuild their infrastructure in Europe on trains. In fact, all of Europe is very train friendly, right? In the U S the train infrastructure was built in the mid 1800s and there's been hardly any upgrade to it in the, in the, <laughs> I mean, they, they do some and they, whatever they need to do to keep freight trains and things moving. But the reason that we don't have, we don't have any fast trains is because the rails are in terrible shape. And generally they're just replacing the rails that they built in the 1870s or eighties or, you yeah. know, uh, they're just, they're just, they go through and replace them 
with the same kinds of things that, you know, maybe it's a little more modern, but it's not a modern train system, you know? And and so when we, uh, when we talk about these trains that they built over there, uh, they go way faster. Like our trains here, they don't go faster than 70 miles an hour most of the time, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Well, I mean, cause cars go faster than that, you know? (laughs) So, um, and they don't have a wide open, like, you know, rail to be on, you know, mm-hmm. whereas the trains in Europe, well, they're running what? 150 or 200 miles an hour. At least. Yeah. Right. Depends so, on, it depends on the line, honestly, but I mean, in yeah, town, they're not like, probably like local no. stops and stuff, but I mean, you know, trains that go across the countryside, you know, yeah. they have fast trains and I know they have oh, really fast trains like over in Japan and places. Right. Well, so like there are certain sections of Scotland where it's like you hop on a train and you're like ripping through mountains very fast. And you're like, this is uh this is an insane way to go. Like if I were driving, this would be terrifying. <laughs> this like, would be the last road I would take this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you'll be on an aqueduct, a viaduct going like 120 miles an hour and you're like uh-huh. ma- you're like looking out the window at sheep that like are just zooming past and you're like this is this is not safe like <laughs> like I am I understand I'm safe and I'm But the rails are built above, differently but... and the way that the train hooks to the rails and everything is different. You know, uh, the these trains here are they're they're just not running that way. They they don't have that kind of technology built in. Now the things that they have, like you were talking about the um, the monorail that's in downtown Indy from between the hospitals, that's yeah. a much more modern train. That thing goes really fast between the hospitals, but it yeah. doesn't have to go very far. It so. also has <laughs> a hospital money funding it, so that's helpful. Yeah. Um, but the other part of that is like, it's usually used for patient transport, right? So like the idea is like this patient needs to get between wings and we don't need to like, it's not just wings. It's like whole different hospitals. They have several hospitals that are linked together by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's because the hospitals are like the campus of the hospitals are in the middle of like a city area. It's like a triple stacked roadway. and And the hospitals specialize too. They have different specialties. Yeah. Well, and honestly, a lot of speculation with the red line downtown is that it will one day be turned into a subway car. Like the like the fact that it's a bus right now is more a product of the fact that there's already like an Indigo bus system. Not that it necessarily is always going to. I mean, the, the 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 problem with building a train is that subway isn't going to happen because you have to dig and most of Indy is really quick Sandy. Okay. Yeah. And that's why there was never a train built below ground. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the, well, and they, you know, they, they could pitched... build one, they could build an elevated train. Yeah. So but... when they were talking about doing the 6570 project, one of the, um, one of the options they gave was a subterranean interstate. And I, I guarantee you that was the nope. discussion where it was like, if we dig, it's not going to work very well. Well, no, it isn't because I-70 between 465 and downtown took 15 years to build because it's it's built on quicksand. Yeah. And so you, you just can't do that. That's why there, you know, that big pond that's off to the side there on the one, there's yeah. a, there's a giant pond that's built along there. That mm-hmm. is because they had to build a bunch of stuff to fill in under the road and then drain it somewhere else. Yeah, because it was just all there's a really high water table in that area. 
So the, you know, while it wasn't surface water, it was darn close. And so yeah. like you start digging and it's just like mush and there's nothing to put anything on. Well, that's like, mm -hmm. um, that area where the 65 70 split is going in and they're like rebuilding. It's like they're building to do the, um, this, the stabilizing pillars. And you can see that it's just, it looks constantly wet. Cause it's like sandstone down there. It's not even sandstone. It's clay. They're digging yeah. into clay. Like <laughs> the, the clay's okay. When they get to that, it, it's the, the stuff on top of the clay. That's a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but if you go just a little bit north of downtown to Broad Ripple, like, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, that big section there where there's no roads, there's like a, like, it's like a 10 mile square area where there's no roads at all. In Broad Ripple? Yeah. So like Broad Ripple Avenue, like, you, you know, the river runs along there, right? Yeah. Broad Ripple Park, north of Broad Ripple Park, there's a giant, it's like a, uh, a sinkhole area, like the whole area. It's like several miles across. There's no houses. There's no nothing because it's literally like a tar pit sand area. <laughs> and well, you can't and all build of on this it. is, is it, it no. points to why Indy is so mosquito-y and sticky in the summers, right? Oh yeah. It's a total wetland. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> a marsh it basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that, that's what I'm like. And, and actually Greenfield's pretty that way too. The, um, you know, the intersection of state and Maine. Yeah. Um, that's actually a sinkhole right where it is. <laughs> the, the, um, it was a, it was like a mud bog. And as they were building the national road through there, they were, um, filling it in to just so that they could make, cause the road just kept sinking and the road was dirt of course at first. Right. Right. And then they made it logs. Do, did you know that? Like the road was actually logs. What you're describing to me is explaining like, you know, on back roads where you'll get to a point and it's like, there's like a, tw like, like a massive pit in the middle of the road where you're like, well, I guess we might lose the car today. Like, uh, we're going to drive around don't that. Fix it for too long. <laughs> like, like I'm trying to remember there is one spot distinctly where it was like, I was driving on it every single day. And when it got rainy in the Springs, it would get like to the point where the water would almost cross the road every time. Yeah. I feel like it was by the high school or something. Well, they're, but, they're just areas where the, no matter what you do, it sinks, you know? Yeah. Well, that, uh, in, at the, uh, corner of state and Maine there was like a really, that, that whole area is really bad. And that's why they had like the pots ditch runs underneath downtown, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like there was a ditch through there and the whole area was just like a wetland. Right. Yeah. So they started filling stuff in and they actually concreted the ditch around it. So that and bricks actually mm -hmm. a few years ago, remember they had it dug out. Yeah. They dug it all back out and they made it all concrete now, but before it was like bricks. And it started mm -hmm. caving is why they were doing that. Like there was a federal grant or something to fix the drainage. <laughs> and, that actually makes sense so. in a like logistical way. Um, yeah. Cause however, remember they drove up the road, they dug up so the whole thing. Like there's a big hole down there, just yeah. like a couple blocks from our house. And that's where it was. The yeah. pot stitch would flood all the time. 
Oh yeah, it used to flood the whole neighborhood behind our house because we were on yeah. the high side. We didn't have to worry about it. But <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. It always yeah. flooded. That like that yeah. entire neighborhood, and it, it was like a historic neighborhood too. Like there were they made it twice as wide, and it's all concrete. It used to be brick and stuff under there, and the bricks were falling in, and it was causing it to get clogged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, but, that makes um, sense. But the um, uh, uh, the 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 middle of that those where those roads come together there with all the weight and everything on them. Apparently, it's like three or four feet thick of concrete down to the. <laughs> it's not just like a regular road. It's like mm -hmm. four times that deep of concrete because it kept sinking and they just kept putting concrete on top of it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. So, yeah. And honestly, like Greenfield is not. It's like the the fact that like indiana has so few like small grab-and-go grocery stores is just silly for a place that's supposed to be like an agricultural city like there's not like a downtown farm stand in hardly any small towns i don't know there are they just they just run like on a weekend day or something for like well and they only run during harvest season right it's like people just yeah. post up in a parking lot with their produce and then dip well, I think they do it on the uh, courthouse square in Greenfield. Mm, I I mean, they might have once or twice, but they they didn't They're for like, a really I, long time. They, they, I, well, I mean, the last few years have been weird, but they they had the thing where they just kind of line up along there. It's not a great farmer's market. The one in Broad Ripple is really good. There's one that used to be around the, the fairgrounds that was pretty decent. Honestly, if somewhere yeah. it just has like a few different kinds of fruit and sweet corn and some vegetables. I'm always happy, but. Well, Broad Ripple has uh, up their game this year. They put it back over in uh, behind Glendale Mall in the oh. parking lot. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. It was over there for a while. It was inside Glendale Mall in the winter. Like, mm -hmm. it, well, not the actual mall, like what used to be the mall, but is now like separated because of the, you know, changing times. Right. But they have it inside in the winter, but they moved it um, back outside and it's, it's pretty big and awesome. Uh, it was in a, the, the last couple of years they had it at a church in their parking lot that was yeah uh, on, uh, on that major roadway. What is it? Um, but, but it was, it was, Benford. it was, it was really jammed in there. Well, no, there was that one on Benford, but there was the, the broad ripple one was actually North. It was on, um, think it was on Meridian or off of it, it was on a different or maybe off, off a of college but it was up north oh. of Broad Ripple and it was in a church parking lot it was a big church parking lot but it was still really hard to get in and out of because it wasn't really built for that kind of traffic right yeah well there was also <laughs> um, they put one like it was like across from the Greeks and um the the brewing company there's that part like that empty parking lot that they had it in for a while it wasn't too walkable either up there. So now where it is, no. it's very walkable because it's right in the middle, you know, it's just off of Kessler and, um, and, uh, it's right. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's right in the heart of really, <laughs> so you can kind of walk up to it, but, and you can drive through it cause there's a mall there, right. To yeah. park in. Um, and so, you know, we've been going there. It's, uh, but it, like, it's, it's pretty big. It's probably, and, and they've built all those new apartments right next to there as well. So I'm sure that helps with the people who got going to it. 
Yeah. I, I don't know if you, uh, they, they were probably building them when you moved, but there's behind the Glendale mall, they've built like four apartment buildings. Yeah. And I remember that construction project project. Yeah. It took a while. Yeah. Um, but I, it makes sense that they would try and put a farmer's market there to kind of supplement because I'm pretty sure the nearest like grocery is that Kroger, but they used to have that marsh. Um, before it closed down, it was like a huge empty dead marsh over there now. Um, yeah. Um, which actually I think they were going to try and do like a public art project on the side of that building, but I'm surprised the, that that target never put a grocery in itself that's in there in the mall. Yeah. That's always been weird. Uh, I think part of it is like the traffic in and out of that side of the mall is kind of tricky. Um, well, you know, like that was one of the first light, malls around not. here that, that that's a really old mall. It was one of the first ones and it's got a weird, um, landscape parking lot shape. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, it's like very twisted. Like if you come out yeah. into it off of Keystone, it's very twisty turvy to get to the target in or the to middle. get to anything in it. It's kind of odd. It's like, yeah. And yeah. then if you come from the North side, I, I think that's broad ripple Avenue. Um, it's like you have to yeah, drive through other parking lots before you can get to a road that heads to that target parking lot. And yeah. if you're coming from the lows, just forget about it. You're going to have to exit and then reenter. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's an odd parking yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like weirdly tiered, it, so. but you know what? It's befitting of the broad ripple area because pretty much everything is weird. Well, they're trying to, I see, I keep seeing updates of that giant construction project where they've ripped up most of Broad Ripple Avenue. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it isn't going to be better. It's just going to be the same size. The buildings are way close. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, the, it'll the just main, be, it'll, 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 what it won't be is rough. I mean, it'll be flat. Yeah, I mean, the main thing is that that street needed repaved and they're just doing yes. it all at once. So, <laughs> um, I think they're also changing some of the traffic pattern stuff, but that's just, a, I think, a product of we've well, now ripped up it... college and Broad Ripple Avenue and need to figure something else out. Well, they're replacing all the bus stations on college. Yeah. So, um, and so the, uh, the, the, they've actually got the red line detoured right now off around. Oh. <laughs> it's like there you can catch the bus... Uh, there's like a, a bus stop. I saw it on the news. They're like, there's a bus stop here on, on either end of where it's closed and you can catch that bus stop. And then the bus is going to turn and go down another road and go down Meridian and then come back to college after it. So oh, okay. there's like a section in there. That's like a mile long or whatever, where they're just redoing everything. Yeah. So they've, uh, they didn't stop it from running. They just like, you know, there's no stops in the middle. You have to go over to Meridian to catch it or something. Yeah. Um, well, and the nice thing is there's actually like, you can bike across, you can bike from downtown to Broad Ripple on the Monon in like 40 minutes, mm -hmm. 45. Well, that bad. used to be a train line. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest train lines in America, the Monon line. I mean, it's really funny when, um, they are trying to do maintenance on the Monon and like people basically do not care. They're like, yeah, that's nice. I'm going to still use this section though. Um, <laughs> they just walk over the dirt piles or whatever while they're fixing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, I'll dismount off of my bike and walk it around, but 
You will not stop me. I shall will, use the Monon. I shall use the Monon, whether you like it or not. No, I, I, I actually, I, I really, I really that dig bridge. that they've, that they've repurposed those into walking and biking paths. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if the train line was going to go away, at least make it into something useful. Um, and uh, and it, it also helps community because mm -hmm. in, in that kind of a community, there's, you know, walking on sidewalks is a, is a, you know, a dangerous situation on some of the streets cause they're really busy mm -hmm. and, um, having that, that safer walking trail is really nice. That's specifically made for that. That's the kind of the way I feel about public transit, honestly. And I know you think I'm against it, but what I'm for is if you're going to make public transit, then make it its own thing. Don't steal from other transit. Yeah. That's what I'm anti. Like yeah. I, I, I'm pro bike path and anti you taking up a traffic lane with a bike path. I honestly, <laughs> okay. if I, I mean, didn't have to use the road in order to bike from place to place, I wouldn't like, I don't want to like, like I, so there's a pretty major park around the corner from where I am. And it's like, in order to get like, like I would prefer to bike through the park to be honest with you, because I I'm it's just me against like a person walking and I know how attentive I am. And I also have a bike that can go in the grass very easily. I don't want to bike around a car. Like I don't, I don't want to have to yeah. trust a car to see me, you know, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, like uh, and I know the cars are upset that I'm there. Like, so really it's like, if someone was like mad at me for biking on the sidewalk, I'd be like, listen, man, it's, I know neither of us are going to die on here. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> well, that, that, that's what I, like, I, uh, like I said, I am pro them making a bike path. I'm just not pro them taking away a traffic lane in order to make a bike path. That's really, no one's going to use because it's going to be so close to a lot of traffic that it, it's not going to feel safe. You know what? <laughs> and, and I know that the, actually this is a little bit more likely given, given our demographic and the potential of one of those people to be a cub, a cub scout or a boy scout leader. Here's a really easy gimme Eagle scout project. Okay. Just offer as an Eagle scout project to put in a bunch of bike repair checkpoints along a biking path. If, whether it's the Penzi Trail in Greenfield or the Monon Trail in Indianapolis, there's maybe one bike repair stop on the Monon Trail between uh, Broad Ripple Avenue and the um, downtown Indianapolis area. And it only has like maybe two or three functioning tools and there's not a bike pump there. It would be very easy for a 18 year old to do like a few fundraising days and get approval from the parks department to put in just a few more bike repair stops. It wouldn't take up hardly any space. It would be very easy public works and it would be very easy to do a write up or a five minute interview about this is what my Eagle Scout project is. That's my suggestion. There you go, Bailey. You've just come up with an Eagle Scout project. Where were you when AJ needed one? Um, um well, I was I was two years younger than AJ, and you guys kept being like, "Well, AJ needs to figure out his Eagle Scout project." Um, and he never and did. He, and then he never did. So no, no. He was I would be a way better name. Eagle Scout than AJ. I'm going to just put that out there. I'm way no, more community minded. Maybe on that side, but you wouldn't be on some of the other things.
can I start a fire or stay in the woods for 48 hours without help? Exactly. Probably, but would I enjoy it? No. Uh, he do he does no no he way better right. <laughs> That's the. In fairness, I he was actually like in, involved in Eagle Scouts. I think that like I would be a good late stage scout. Like I would enjoy doing Boy Scouts now, but when I was a kid, definitely not. No, uh, no. Well, I didn't really like, it, like Girl Scouts because it was like we just did like camping light. Like there was a lot of like stupid craft projects you, and you enjoyed the Girl stuff. Scout camp though, right? When you went to camp. I did and I didn't. It was like their camp was not um, well curated. Like the YMCA camp I went to was actually way better than Girl Scout camp. Um, okay. I mean, but you liked going to camp is what I'm saying. Yeah, I loved going to camp and I love camping. Like when I was a kid, I loved camping. Um, and if we had made it a little bit more Boy Scouty, I would have been fine with that really. Um, I was like interested in, in the like survivalist side of things. Um, but I do remember like when mom was not necessarily like scout leader or anything, it, it very quickly turned into like other people's parents trying to insert their idea of womanhood on me. And that wasn't cool. <laughs> so, like, but I think, I think that it's, it's funny when we talk about like scouting and, and what scouting means and, and the ideals that scouting can pass on to you. Cause it very much is dependent on the parent in charge. <laughs> like, so. Yeah. Um, um so, um, you know, I, I think we've tread on a lot of crazy stuff, but we haven't talked about the Gilmore girls today. And I watched two episodes, which two and, episodes did you watch? Um, let's see here. I watched Tippecanoe and Taylor too, and we got us a Pippi Virgin. So, oh I yeah. Wanna, Cause this is really cute. This is like early days of them dating. Yeah. I want to talk about Tippecanoe and Taylor too, because there's Tippecanoe and Tyler too, which was yeah. a slogan of or, old Tippecanoe who was, you know, William Henry Harrison, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> who is from the um, Ohio territory, which encompassed Indiana at first and then was split up um, as he was called old Tippecanoe and as mm -hmm. he ran for office and was, um, you know, Tippecanoe and Tyler too, as he ran for president. Right. Yep. <clears throat> so I love that they picked on that campaign slogan <laughs> for this episode <laughs> because it's a political episode, which is kind of wild because it's small town politics, but it's still politics. Right. And, I would argue um, that small town politics are just as lively, <laughs> if well, not more. Yes. So, um, I, I, uh, the, the, the very first scene in this episode, I love so much. It's Luke cooking breakfast at Lorelai's kitchen for her. And she's like disappointed that they aren't eating at the diner. And he's like, it's the same breakfast. I just made it here. And she's like, it's not the same. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I understand that actually. I really do. <laughs> you know, even though he's making the exact same food the exact same way, 
she's not, you know. No, because I will make an oat latte at home, but there's something about going to a place and buying it, you know? <laughs> in fact, in many ways, mine is better at home because I don't skimp on the ice, you know? I don't know. I don't drink coffee. It well, here's the thing. Have you ever been to a restaurant in the summer and you order something with ice and um, it comes out and it has maybe three ice cubes in it? And you're like, yes. that's not enough. That's never at enough. my house. That doesn't happen because I put like eight ice cubes in it. <laughs> but still, I go out and I buy iced drinks with three ice cubes in them. So I understand where Lorelai is coming from here. Right. So that was, uh, you know, but it was, it was, it, that was a funny back and forth. Right. And, and we, and same. we, we cut away to, we go to Rory in Paris and she's gotten in, in the will, a pre, an old school printing press from Asher. <laughs> it's in the middle of the room and it's not just old school. It's really old school. It's like, it's it like is. Dickens old school. <laughs> It's like so old that you're like, okay, that has to have historic relevance. Like that should not be with her. <laughs> it should be in that a museum. Be in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> um. So as they're Jack talking about the printing press, Dean comes to visit, and uh, he goes into Rory's room, and Paris wants to make a plan for when <laughs> when they make noise. Should I get noise canceling headphones? Like. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to do anything. Yes, you are. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're 20 something kid, boyfriend, girlfriend. There's going to be noise, you know, but I don't necessarily want to hear. <laughs> so. Well, Paris, the way you work around that is you uh, don't hang out in the room all the time. <laughs> well so maybe then, be a little bit more opaque about when you're coming back i mean this leads to the next time dean was supposed to come to visit he doesn't have the car because he had to let Lindsay use it which because they still have a car together well which, yeah which raises, raises some questions like uh did they split the car 50 50 when they purchased it well, it doesn't matter. They were married when they acquired it. So, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so there's a whole thing there, right? Um, anyway, so he, she says, or he says, why don't you just come over to my place? Because you have a car. And then that leads to a very awkward visit to Dean's house where his mother is not exactly cool with her. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, then they end up at another time in her car and she finds that awkward too. Cause she's like, you know, I'm not a teenager anymore. This is ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, valid thought. Yeah. And so they, you know, they're kind of fighting cause there's nowhere to hang out. Um, due to the very awkward situation they're in. Well, of their own making, I would argue <laughs> that, uh, this is where we've really entered into the stage where I start thinking, hey, Rory, I understand you feel guilty and partially to blame for this. That doesn't mean you have to date Dean. 
Like the second it starts being hard, it's okay to be like, hey, I understand that you lost a lot because we did that. Um, but I don't think that that means we got to keep doing it. Like, <laughs> we it's don't kind have of a sunk cost fallacy, we- a fancy term that I know because I am a Yale student and... As a Yale student, I'm a little too smart to be fucking around at this caliber. So, uh, so the 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 other story in this, which leads to the political stuff, is um, first off, Taylor won't approve parking spaces, extra parking spaces for the inn, because Lorelai hasn't filled out the form with her full name or something. I I <laughs> forgot about this gossip. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I, because I remember watching this and being like, this is the most small town issue I've ever seen ever. Okay. It like, it literally was like, it, it, it triggered something in my brain where I was like, oh yeah, that's what I really hated about like how, how the town I grew up in works. Like, like this had Greenfield, Indiana written all over it. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's, it's not about a small town or, a, or any of that. It's about someone in a certain position just being a jerk. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're in everywhere. They're everywhere. So here's the thing. <laughs> I don't like I've watched, I watch, when I watched this episode, I didn't think Taylor was being a jerk necessarily so much as Taylor was manipulating instead of just asking for a thing he wanted because he doesn't know another way to ask. Okay. He doesn't think that any of the other ways of asking are appropriate. And he's been taught that way because of like the social environment he has always been in. Right. So he thinks that the only way to ask Luke for a thing he wants is to trick one of Luke's personal inner circle into asking for him. Well, but not, so, on, but I mean, he did that before, but not on the parking spaces. He did that on the whole inn. No. Right? So, so the parking spaces are a situation, right? That's a different situation than earlier. He wouldn't approve the inn until he could get his ice cream store. Yeah. And, and they so did this that. Is, this is separate. This, yeah, is, this like, is separate. Yeah. Her name isn't correct on the parking spaces and he is setting it back further. It's going to take 30 more days because she's going to have to refill out the form and they won't review it for, you know, it's ridiculous stuff. Which <laughs> is not actually the issue, really. Well, he's just being like petty because he is. And then the, and, and everybody knows he's petty and that's why it leads to the rest, which is the next thing that he's petty about is at the town meeting, he tells Jackson, well, he wouldn't tell him in the store. It's, it's too bad about the thing with your greenhouse, you know, and he won't tell him what's wrong. And then he says, you know, yeah, you got the, the, the permits and everything are correct. Okay. So what's the problem, Taylor? And he's like, well, you have to leave 10 feet of space and you only left nine and a half feet of space. <laughs> so if you just move the greenhouse over six inches, then, you know, it'll all be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, nobody came out there to, the, the problem is that, you know, it's probably twofold. One is Jackson made a mistake and put it a little too close to the property line, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the other problem is that no inspector came out there 
to make sure that it was not too close to the property line until after it was built. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's a real problem. Now, the thing is, the whole town basically votes on variances. So just ask for a variance and have the whole town vote and decide if they want him to move his greenhouse six inches by tearing it down and rebuilding it or if it'll be all right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or even his neighbor, you know, have a, you know, whatever. There's ways but, to work those things out. But the thing with both of these is that Taylor wants control. Okay. He just wants Absolutely. the power of, of saying yes, no, no, yes. Two more parking yeah. spaces six more inches like he he wants <laughs> right. that that power so and so jackson decides he's going to run for town selectman <laughs> against him you know i'm going to run for whatever it is you are <laughs> what are you <laughs> i'm a town i'm the town selectman okay i'm running for town selectman yeah you know and uh so we get and the he's whole... really doing it because he doesn't like how taylor does things but he like right. as soon as he starts running he's like I don't want to be it. town selectman. Like, <laughs> yeah. This job is going to be awful. Right. I got a lot of stuff to do already. He actually says it at his victory party. Now, mm -hmm. the funny thing is, as he's running, though, the, like Kirk says he's going to do polling. And he says, since I figured out that the Nielsen company only, you know, they, they do this kind of sampling. I figured that I'd do the same thing here in Sars Hollow. Basically, though, if you do that kind of sampling on that small of a sample to begin with, he only has to pull himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so I just pulled the easiest person it was to pull me because one person because represents it. The same percentage. It's only like one in every 200 households or something. <laughs> one in every 5,000 households. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so, yeah, that's about yeah. the size of stars hollow. <laughs> right. And Lorelai said, Kirk, I think you're going to have to do a little better than that. <laughs> right <laughs> um, and then so he comes back in the day of the vote uh, uh, the day of voting and says that he's done an exit poll of everyone in town and taylor doesn't have any votes yeah <laughs> and lorelei's like no that's horrible right like <laughs> you, cause because she starts they to feel bad yeah for, they don't want taylor. taylor to feel bad right she does, and and also there's part of her that's like, it's not that he was that bad that he should get zero votes. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty awful, right? <laughs> there was a thing where Taylor was trying to campaign and he started giving away free ice cream at the store, and uh, and then Lorelai says, all he needs is some lying swift boat captains to complete the whole campaign, and. Uh, do you get the reference of that? No. Okay. So it's hilarious. In the 2004 presidential campaign, it was George Bush versus John Kerry. And John Kerry was a Vietnam war hero. Okay. He like, he, he got several medals, congressional medal of honor, all kinds of things. And when he came back from Vietnam, after getting those medals, he spoke out against the war. Mm -hmm. Okay. Politically. And all of this. Well, he made a lot of Vietnam veterans that were on the other side of that mad. Okay. So these guys, like for 30 years, have just been saying how the whole way that he's got his medals were, it was untrue. And uh, none of them were actually there. 
Okay. Right. But they went on TV and made all these campaign ads and George Bush spent, you know, $50 million spreading these swift boat ads all over the place, mm-hmm. lying about John Kerry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so anybody with a brain knew that it was a lie, but a lot of the people without brains voted for George Bush. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and that's the way I'm going to say it because he was the worst president we've ever had before we had Donald Trump. And I didn't think he could be topped, but apparently you can make it twice as bad by putting a fascist narcissist in office. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So after that, we have this lying swift boat captain's line, which was very timely really at the time. I think this was a couple of years after that. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, that's hilarious. I like stopped to listen to it twice, just started laughing. She's like, all we need are some lying swift boat captains and he'll be able to complete his, you know, ruse, right? Right. But none of this helped him. <laughs> Rory says, we don't have to harass the voters. This isn't Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also even funnier because Florida was a really, has never been good for political things. <laughs> um <laughs> Florida's really the wild west of voting. From dangling chads to all sorts of mischief that happens in Florida, right? Um, So um, I love the whole thing there. Um, The the other thing that's actually in this episode that's hilarious is we're going to the Jackson, like, town selectman, you know, election party on election night, and the band they've hired is Lane and Zach's band, right? Right. and the problem is that Jackson's favorite song is the theme from Greatest American Hero. Yeah. <laughs> it hit me from out of the blue, that whole thing. And um, <laughs> and they, Zach, under all circumstances, does not want to play that song ever. <laughs> yeah. For like, cred reasons, really. Like, we will have zero street cred left. I mean... It's not like we have a lot already, you know, right. <laughs> and, and you know, the whole thing, like, they, they cut back and forth to him several times. And then Sebastian Bach teaches him into play, coaxes him into playing it a whole different way. Cause he says, you know, Hendrix made the national anthem cool, you know, at Woodstock <laughs> and we can make this cool too, you know? And they did a punk version of greatest American hero theme, which was actually pretty funny just yeah. to hear it sung that way <laughs> like <laughs> and jackson's like is that the or or uh not jackson uh suki is like i don't think that's the song the same way that like i don't like <laughs> she's <laughs> she's like there. i don't know that that's right <laughs> <laughs> something about this isn't right <laughs> and then they come up and kirk announces the results jackson 1114 votes taylor three because lorelei talked three two other people into voting for jet taylor at the last minute <laughs> yeah so he got his vote and two others three <laughs> and the jackson is miserable he doesn't want to be the selectman he just had a moment and taylor comes up to give a concession speech mm-hmm. that's basically like this will all fall apart and you will have me to kick around. Which <laughs> 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 he's not wrong because Jackson doesn't want to be selectman. So the <laughs> next election, he's going to be unopposed and it's just going to be Taylor again. 
Well, this is the part of it that's very small town. Like the person in charge of these things, generally in small things like homeowners associations or small town, you know, um, uh, councils or whatever. A lot of the time, they're just whoever will actually take the job. Not, not that anybody really wants it. It's just whoever will actually do it or shows up to the meeting and gets elected. Well, and what's really funny is like when you have a really good council, it's usually because you used to have a really bad council and enough people who actually could do it well got fed up and pulled a Jackson. (laughs) Exactly. So, and then it's a cycle because what happens is that that person is like, you know what? I've done this for five years. I'm tired. I am stepping down. I can't do this anymore. And then someone else runs unopposed and it's just some guy who wants to do a thing. Yeah. And he's a jerk. Yeah. He's a jerk and he just wants to be in charge of something. And (laughs) right. That's when you get wacky ordinances and and random things get passed and the wrong people get away with too much and yeah. We we um in episode five we got us a pippy virgin, Jackson at the start of it like everybody's, you know everybody's on top of him. They're they're all the things yeah. that they want, and and he comes into the uh in and he end. says he says to Suki, Suki. I would commit suicide, but my schedule doesn't permit it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh he and he won't sign for the parking spaces either, so Suki forges his signature on it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, You're asking me about town business. I don't want to do any town business. <laughs> She's like, Give me that. I am I'll here on it. produce business. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you're you're using our friendship as a ploy. <laughs> It's like, well, and the fact that you're married to the half owner of this place, it's going to get yeah. signed. I don't know what your <laughs> what your game Just is. Just sign it. I don't need you to look over anything. I need you to sign this piece of paper. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one's already done. We got you elected so that we could get these parking spaces. Period. Yeah. Um. So Richard and Rory are having lunch, and he admits that he's lonely right yeah <laughs> Lorelai and Dean bump into each other and that's awkward yeah. you know Emily bought a panic room and it's like in her the middle of her entryway because they didn't get it up the stairs <laughs> Lorelai wants to test it out <laughs> and then Rory comes in and she's like what is that it's a panic room and Lorelai says it's awesome. It protects you from shrapnel and Agent Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me how. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, so there's a whole thing there. Uh, there's no gin that she can find. So she, Emily like takes off to uh, the pool house to see what alcohol Richard has and basically snoop around and they go in there, right? Mm-hmm. And they find the glitter vest. Mm-hmm. And she's all up in arms, like, what could he possibly doing in this heinous vest? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, and she she eventually explains it like she's upset because this is a fun vest. Nobody does anything in this vest except something crazy. <laughs> right. And he's doing it without me. Like, Yeah. And she's lonely, too. And yeah. then um, she um, basically... Um, 
Lorelai concocts a way to get them to talk to each other, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I, I think that that that's the, you know, cause she says she goes and sees Richard and says, you know, Hey, you need to do something right. Like, <laughs> you, you know, you're lonely. She's lonely. Life. Basically she like, you know, pulls it together. Like, you know, I think that grandma would love to hear about whatever you're doing. And he finally talks to her and tells her he joined a barbershop quartet. <laughs> and that's right? thus the sparkle vest. Right. Um, so, um, Lane, of course she told him, Zach, that she liked him, but he hasn't said anything back. She finally told him that she liked him. He doesn't say anything back and she's confused. And she says, you know what? It's been a couple of weeks. I've changed my mind. I take it back, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and then he really starts freaking out. Right. And he yeah. comes into the diner while she's working and he says, you know me, Lane. I take a long time to process things. I don't process things like normal people are like you. It's very mm-hmm. slow, you know? And mm-hmm. basically the thing is he does like her and mm-hmm. he just doesn't know how to like, like her. <laughs> you know? yeah. And the reason is with these other girls, it, it, it's, it couldn't be serious, but with Lane, it would be. And he's just like, I don't know what to do with this. I actually love her. I actually want to be with her. Like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's a problem, right? And he's I don't gonna, know where that work. fits in my rock and roll ideal of myself. Or yeah. Whatever. He's got to work it all out, you know? Um, so I love it. Cause he's like, you know, he's such an immature guy that he has to like get his whole guyness together about everything. Everything's about being cool or being a guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, we uh we we come down to basically Rora's Rory's like um you know I was gonna go to the movies with Dean and Lorelai's like well why don't we double date you know and try to work out all this awkwardness mm-hmm. and so Rory's like it's a bad idea but they do it anyway right yeah <laughs> and they they get together in the town square and they're gonna go and they're like we need to get takeout before we go to the theater okay. Let's go to JoJo's. And Luke's like, JoJo's? They serve the same stuff I do. Why don't we just go to my diner? It's the same stuff, only mine's better, you know? And they're like, well... And he's like, what? My food's definitely better. <laughs> you know? and they're like, well, yes. When your food is fresh, it's definitely better. And it's like, But it gets cold on the way to the theater and stuff, and it loses something. And, and they're like, and he's like, well, all food does that. And he's like, she, and, and Roy's like, no, not Jojo's. It sucks to begin with. So when it gets more sucky, you don't even really notice. So it's not a, there's not a disappointment. We just expect it to suck and it does. So it works out. <laughs> Which is like, so it's so quick to explain exactly something so real, you know? <laughs> it's like, she describes it and you're like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> She's like, if I got good food from Luke's and it got bad on the way there, I would be disappointed. But if I get something from Jojo's, it's going to suck. So it's okay. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like, you know how we always got like a bucket of Kentucky fried chicken to go see the fireworks on 4th of July. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the same concept. It's like 
there are better things to have on 4th of July. Like you could do burgers or bratwurst or whatever, but nothing travels as well and maintains its quality like a bucket of KFC. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you could make some really good fresh food, but the the KFC, man, it's good no matter. It's the same amount of good. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're going to get there and it's still going to be KFC. Yeah. Eat cold KFC is good. Like, yeah. yeah, a cold burger is, yeah. yeah you're not going to lose quality. Like, it's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the um, they get to the black and white and red theater, which is like the best name for that place ever. Um, mm -hmm. And they're going to watch Cool Hand Luke. However, Kirk says the first reel of it caught fire by accident. <laughs> so, <laughs> They have a couple of choices and they choose the adventures of Pippi Longstocking, which is where yeah. we get, we got us a Pippi virgin because Luke's never seen Pippi Longstocking. Yeah. And, um, but Lorelai <laughs> and Rory know every line of Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> and Luke is being a total dick to Dean pretty much yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> Dean he sucks. doesn't approve. He doesn't well, approve of whatever, what, what else happened to Rory here. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what's funny is at one point, Lorelai fully pulls him out of the theater. It's like, we need to have a chat. Like, you are being a dick to Lou, to Dean. Well, Why are you being mean to Dean? And he's like, what the fuck not, are you talking about? I'm not being mean. You know, and, and he tries to play it off. And then they get mm -hmm. back to the house and they're still going at it and they pull out the bop it because that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> when, when when the conversation when party, dies and a party sucks yeah when a party's going south they pull out the boppet and and they and it doesn't work because they end up fighting <laughs> over the boppet and uh cocky uh, luke gets all cocky after he wins in your face in your face <laughs> yeah which is totally out of character for him like you know and even rory like so dean leaves in a huff and rory's like you made us pull out the boppet like, and he's like me and she's like yes you like, and both of them were like yeah you it was all you what are you talking about like yeah and then uh, rory leaves and he tells what it what it, his real problem is that he doesn't like dean and he doesn't think that it's right you know everything that he's done <laughs> you know and uh yeah. and, and he Laura says lies, you know rory deserves better than that right and laura like laura lies like yeah i know basically yeah <laughs> You know, like, like that's correct. why it's awkward. That's why it's awkward with her and Dean. And it didn't used to be because when it, when before Dean was, was okay. And yeah. then this whole thing happened and the way that he handled everything and got married on the rebound and then cheated on her with Rory. And it was like, well, Dean's not good for her, obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like um, clearly it didn't work out to begin with. And then he's like still hung up about it and he's pulling her down with him. Like, that's not cool. Right. And so that's what I've watched. Yeah. So I think they were two pretty good episodes. I got two in. I, mm -hmm. Give me a, give me got a two five. in. He, he gave us two. Two. Yeah. Now let's see if in the next two weeks you can watch two more. Well, it's going to be a busy two weeks, but maybe we can. Who knows? We, you, I've watched hey. them. <laughs> I know you're ahead of me, Bailey. I, I am. I am. You're getting there. You know, and the conversation got a lot friendlier as we went to on. This is a pretty contentious episode of Family Rabble. I think, you know, our fans are going to be 
very excited every about now it. and again we just hit a topic where it's like all right let's have a conversation about this i guess like yeah i liked it bailey sure <laughs> anyway we'll see you next time love you bailey love you dad Thank you for being a part of the Family Rabble podcast with Joe Shelton and Bailey Shelton. Join us next time for more fun episodes.